You're listening to a BGE podcast. to another episode of Cut Straight, the weekend workshop edition right here on the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. Today, we're going to be talking about some, well, probably one of my favorite and most used tools in the shop. That's the bandsaw. We'll get into why here in just a minute. All right, folks, if you want to give us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com, let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you think about the episodes that we're involved in. You got questions about whether it, you know, cooking, grilling, whether you did something about woodworking in the shop. We want to hear from you, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And uh, we're just real excited to get into today's episode. You know, I get asked a lot, you know, what's what tools do I use the most? And, and uh, you know, the bandsaw, I'll just be, you know, right now, I'll tell you straight up that that's probably one of the most used tools in my shop and uh, probably one of the most versatile, you know. I mean, it's like the Swiss Army knife of, <laughs> of my large power tools. Um and, and I'll get into why. It may not be always the best tool for the job, but with a, you know, being familiar with it, you know, with the blind visual, for the blind visually impaired, I've found that it can do a lot of things that, while other tools may do them a little bit better, sometimes the bandsaw is a little bit safer. Uh, and so I'll kind of talk about that in this week's episode of Cut Straight. So I started off with a nine-inch bandsaw, a little porter cable. My wife came home from Lowe's one day, and she had this nine-inch porter cable bandsaw because we were really struggling cutting down some acrylic rods that I was using to make duck calls. And uh, and that bandsaw worked. I mean, it was the right tool for the job. It really was. That made it perfect to cut down these uh, these rods into the uh, you know three and an eighth three and a quarter inch tubes that I was using for the duck calls <clears throat> and uh, it had a fine tooth blade on it several teeth per square inch and it just you know made nice fine cuts and you know real clean cuts for working with this acrylic but as I started getting into bigger projects and and other, you know, you know, more woodworking projects such as end tables and trivets and uh, coasters and, and other things, I found myself needing more room, needing a, a larger, you know, uh, means for cutting some of the woodstock that I had. And so that created a little bit of a uh, dilemma for me because I was really needing to get into, uh, you know, making some, you know, cutting some much larger pieces of wood. And so what I decided to do 
is to go and look for a larger bandsaw. And like I said before, Grizzly has a showroom right here, so I can go and get my hands on these bandsaws. I can, you know, feel them and get familiar with them. And they actually had a sale on a 17-inch bandsaw. Now, I was originally was looking for a 14-inch, but they had a sale on a 17-inch that basically made it a the same price as the 14-inch. And when you look at bandsaws, when you're talking about a 9-inch, 14-inch, 17-inch, 19-inch, what you're talking about is the, the, the a bandsaw almost looks like a giant... Uh, letter C, um, or or maybe even a, a zero, I guess, you know, if you close the C. Uh, but the, the stand, you know, at the bottom, and then on the left-hand side, you've got your support that comes up, and that's where your wheels are that your blade, your bandsaw blade or band goes around. And, and then up at the top, it kind of shoots back out over... Um, you know, say towards the right, and then your blade comes down and is exposed right on the right-hand side and goes down and <clears throat> into the base. And you've got a table for working, you know, um, and the blade spins one direction. It's not going back and forth. The blade is spinning in, in one, uh, one direction. And so for the cutting surface, the cutting area of the blade, uh, it's straight up and down in front of you. And it's going from uh, from the top to the bottom, and the the cutting blades are facing you now. From the blade to the left, the 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 stand that goes up the main part of the bandsaw, that distance from left to right towards the blade is the inches that everyone is talking about. When they say nine inch, fourteen inch, seventeen or nineteen inch. It's that distance of, that you can get from the left side of the blade to the, uh, to the base or to the, uh, the support of the bandsaw itself, the main frame, um, to the blade. So what that space is in between, that's the inches that they're talking about. Um, and so, you know, the more space, you know, sometimes the better. Uh, just depending on what type of wood or you know how large of a project you're working, 14 and 17 inch are pretty common, and that's usually plenty for most folks. So I get to Grizzly and I'm looking at the the 17 inch that they have on sale, and uh, one of the guys there says, "You know what? We've got some scratch and dent in the back, and uh, let's let's go and check those out." And we get back there, and they had a 19 inch that was scratched up, had a few dents, a little bit of rust on one area, and they had it clearanced out or discounted basically to the same price as the 14-inch and the sale price of the 17-inch. And I was like, I mean, you know, other than that, does it work? I mean, is is there any mechanical? Is it just the way that it looks and some of the dents and uh, and a little bit of rust on one area? Is Is that the only issue? And, and they said, yes, and it still came with the full warranty. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to get the 19 inch then, you know? So, so that's what I did, which were, which worked out great because, um, when you talk about not only that distance from the left to the right of the blade and, and being able to cut larger, longer pieces of wood or wider pieces of wood, 
There is also a distance from the um, from the the table that you're using to run your wood on you know, when you're cutting um, to how high you can clear, right? So how much blade is exposed on the bandsaw that you can run how you know how tall a piece under. And if you're going to do any type of resawing, which I was doing in order to make these trivets and some of the coasters, I was doing some resawing. And basically, if you take a, a piece of wood, most people think of like a, a two by four that's eight foot long. Well, you take a you know an uh, eight foot long, uh, four inches wide, two inches thick, right? Well, you turn it to where you're going to split the thickness in half. Well, what if you have a board that is twelve inches wide, right? That's two inches thick, but 12 inches uh, wide and let's say six foot long, you know, but you want to get two six foot long pieces, one inch each. And, uh, you know, but you've got this, you know, 12 inch wide board. You have to stand on its end. Um, so where it's still six foot long, but it's going 12 inches high. Not all bandsaws will allow you to run 12 inches tall pieces of wood through there. Well, this 19-inch bandsaw that I got would allow me to do that. So I could split that or resaw it into two separate uh, one-inch thick, approximately, uh, minus the inch of the width of the blade. Uh, and, you know, and so I could, you know, work with my wood that way. Uh, and, and that is the best tool for that specific job. It, it truly is. And so that that's what I found myself doing quite a bit of. With some of the wood that I was getting, lumber I was working with, I was resawing quite a bit of it. And so it really worked out for me to find this 19-inch so I could uh, really get that wood narrowed down uh, to the, the size that I was looking for, the size that I wanted, uh, which was awesome. And, you know, the, the bandsaw is good for not just that, but there's several other things that I found it extremely useful for because, you know, the smaller wood that you work with, the smaller of your work pieces, uh, the more dangerous it gets, especially on a chop saw or a, you know, miter, sliding miter saw or a table saw and even the router, right? The smaller the pieces the more dangerous it gets. If you start getting, you know, down under uh, eight or nine inches, you start getting small pieces like that, <clears throat> then uh, there there's actually more room for error. Um, and it, you know, your hands are not only getting closer to the blade, uh, which is a dangerous thing, uh, but, you know, also if something goes wrong with that piece of wood, it catches and there's any type of kickback, then wherever it's throwing that wood, more than likely your hand is going to be pulled or sucked into the blade. And, and that's why it's very dangerous working with small pieces of wood on, on a lot of these tools. And for my experience and what I've learned and what I've done, the bandsaw, you know, is um, easier and safer to work with with those types of tools with the, or those types of projects or small pieces of wood. Uh, it doesn't always give the best cut, right? I mean, you have different blades, you know, the resaw blades are very few teeth, uh, in, you know, every few, you know, every square inch or uh, every inch. 
but it works great for a song that, but it's, it's, it's a really rough cut and it can be kind of wavy. It's not real smooth. Like you're doing with a, uh, with a, a miter saw or a table saw. Um, you know, so there's a lot more work afterwards, such as sanding or, you know, needing to plane it or, you know, running a planer, you know, there's a little bit more work involved in that, but it's, again, I, I, I find it more safe and certainly I have more confidence with it because I feel safer with it. Um, and so, so I use the bandsaw a lot, you know, there are cuts definitely where I can go to the, the miter saw and it works great. And, and, and sometimes I can use it a little bit faster and quicker, but the smaller those pieces of wood get, the more dangerous it is in using that miter. And I'll talk about the miter saw later in another, uh, in another episode, but, you know, sticking with the bandsaw at this point, you know, the bandsaw, you know, you've got your fence guide that is between the main stand and the blade. So, you know, that might take away, you know, if they say it's a 19 inch, well, once you put your fence up there, <clears throat> you, you know, you may lose a couple of inches there, but still usually plenty of room to work with. And then it also has a, a miter gauge, which is basically a, uh, a piece that you use. You can set the wood against and you can push it through the blade safely on the right-hand side of the blade uh, on the open end of the table. And you can put your wood up against that uh, and run it through the, uh, through the blade. Uh, or you can use push blocks and push sticks, which I, I do all of those things, uh, depending on the size of wood I'm working with, how long it is, how wide or thick the wood is. But but again, the bandsaw, you know, that, that 14 and 17 inch usually is is would have been plenty I mean, for mostly for what I do. But um, I, I'm just, I just find myself always at the bandsaw. Uh, I just find myself always there. Um, you know, it's, it's got plenty of power. It's, it's got plenty of, uh, you know, uh, capacity. And, and another thing that sometimes we, we don't necessarily think of when I first was looking at this 19 inch bandsaw, you know, it was set up for 220 and I didn't have 220 in my shop at the time. Well, this particular model, this, uh, this grizzly model, 19 inch bandsaw, actually uh, was set up to where it would run on uh, 110. And so I could actually change a wire in the control box, the, the power box on the motor, and put a 110 plug and use 110. And I did that for a while until I got uh, the shop rewired. That's what I did. I ran that on 110. And then finally, when I got the shop rewired, I reversed those, um, that, that wiring on the motor and I put a 210 or 220 plug on there and, and now I'm running on 220. Now, very quickly, don't think that means there's more power because that's not what it means. If if you have, you know, a two horsepower motor that runs on 110 or 220, it's a hundred and it, it or rather it's a it's a two horsepower motor. It may be pulling more amps using 110, it may be, you know, pulling a lot more juice from your electrical circuits, but it's still a 110, or excuse me, it's still a two horsepower motor, and it's using that. Uh, now, it can get bogged down a little bit easier with the 110, 
because it's it's pulling as much power as it can get, and maybe that's not enough to keep it going. And and I found that to be the case on some things when I had some either uh, rather wet wood or some really thick hard wood. The more I was doing it, you know, just trying to learn this process, uh, I found it bogging down. I, and so when I went to the 220, um, I didn't have that problem anymore, right? It, it pulled less, it didn't need as much amperage because it's it's pulling off of uh, basically two circuits, I guess. Uh, I'm not an electrician. I don't know all the ins and outs of this perfectly, but um, just from reading up and researching this, this is kind of how it works. I still have the same horsepower, the two horsepower, but it, it it's requiring less um, you know, from my electrical system, you know, to run. And then when it needs that little bit more to keep running, it, it's got plenty of overhead to pull that and use it. So, um, it, it, so until I was able to get that 220, it was nice having that option. So I could use that bandsaw, get most of, you know, all my cuts done using 110. And then when I was able to get, you know, 220 run to the shop, then I was able to up you know, grade that, uh, that outlet there, that plug on the bandsaw and use the 220. And, uh, and it's been awesome. It, it has been, uh, it, it's been great. And, and I use different blades. Um, I switch out the blades and that's something I, I must admit, I was pretty intimidated by at first, because when you're switching out a blade on a bandsaw, you know, you know, those uh, like little kids pop up tents or if, you know, if you've ever gone hunting and you've had a ground blind that kind of folds up and when it kind of pops up on its own and it's got these metal bands inside of it that are uh, are folded up, you know, and twisted and they fold down into this nice little compact circle and then they uh, expand, kind of pop out on you and and hold up your your blind. Well, that's kind of what these bands, these saw blade bands are for the bandsaw. I mean, that's the name band. Uh, so I'm assuming that's what it is from the, um, the fact that it uses these band blades and, um, you know, the, uh, you know, one side is smooth on the, on the, it, it doesn't cut on the back side, And then on the, the front end, you know, you have your, uh, your edges, your, your, your cutters and, you know, pulling those out, getting those out of the bandsaw and running them through the little, uh, the little slots that you need to run it through, whether you have to remove the table or just tilt the table a certain way and then pull it off of the, uh, you know, the wheels, the upper wheel and the bottom wheel, uh, and then getting them back on, getting them aligned, and then the the guides where the blade, you know, when when you're running the bandsaw, the exposed blade that is cutting the wood has certain guides on it, and that uh, you know those can be a little bit difficult to line up, you know, when you, when you're not you can't see what you're doing, um, and so it it took me a while to really get the literal feel for it. Uh, and to be able to know exactly what I was doing, how I was doing it, uh, and where that blade should go. But but that was something I tried to do before I ever run that bandsaw, right? I, I tried to get in there. I had a blade off. I put a blade on. Um, I tried to get everything lined up. I would take it off again. I would put it on again. I tried to get very familiar with that before I ever run any tools 
and make sure that the the guides are right, that there's enough um, room between the blade and the guide. And, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched a lot of, uh, I listened to a lot of, um, you know, some podcasts and, and these woodworking guys trying to figure out, you know, what how to get that set up and how to tune it and get the best results. Um, and, you know, for the, the first time I was trying to get tuned, I did have some sided help. I, I called someone over and said, you know, make sure I'm not missing something because a lot of times on these videos, there's that, you know, it, just, it looks just like this. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh boy. All right. You know, and, uh, and they say up here and then down here. Well, I know right and left, but there's guides, but what's the up here and the down here and then back there. And so, you know, I had some sighted assistants come and, and look and, and I was like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what, you know, I've done. I said, what, you know, but it seems like I'm missing something. And they would look at the video and say, okay, yeah, they're, you know, down here in the bottom part under the table, there's another little guide we need to look at. So it's okay. All right. So I got down there and I figured it out. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, but I got very familiar so that when I was on my own, and I needed to switch from a fine tooth blade to a core or, you know, a, a wide tooth, you know, for resawing. I'm able to do that. Um, you know, I mean, you can get an all purpose blade that'll do it all. Um, but, uh, you know, with some of the work I was doing, I, I really wanted to make sure I was getting the best cut possible. And so I would go through the effort of changing out these bands on this bandsaw and, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, and that way, if something ever happens, if a band ever breaks or, you know, something else happens, I, I can, if I need to get in and work on it for any other reason, um, not only can I take that band, uh, the blade off, but I could put one back on by myself if need be. So, uh, so I'm glad I got familiar with that tool in that respect. So, uh, it's something I highly recommend that you do again, it's just part of knowing your equipment, knowing your tools, not only what they're capable of, but, uh, you know, if something's going wrong, how it works, I think is helpful for us. So when we listen and we hear things that are happening, we hear a noise, sounds like it's coming from a certain area. It's like they, either that ain't right or that's, you know, that's where it needs to be. Uh, so all, all of that, I think, is important for, for, uh, for someone who is blind or visually impaired to really consider in that situation. So... You know, along with that, with that bandsaw, you know, I, I'm I'm cutting, you know, larger, longer pieces of wood down to nine for the handles, for example, and the nine inch uh, pieces. I I can use other tools, and occasionally I do, but sometimes that bandsaw is right there, and I can do so much because not only can I cut those uh, pieces down into say nine inches for the handles, but then I have to cut them in half long ways, which is what the bandsaw would mainly be used for. So I can do so many cuts, uh, almost all the cuts that I need before I go to the router, uh, you know, right there on the bandsaw. All right. So, I mean, I can use more tools for it, but the bandsaw is just so versatile uh, and and I'm comfortable with it. And it's, uh, it's just one of those tools that I really enjoy using. And I don't mind maybe a little bit extra work having to run something through a planer or take a little bit more time for sanding, you know, to get that smooth if the cut was a little rough at first. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that, um, especially when, you know, not only I enjoy the work, I enjoy what I'm doing, 
but you know, when I'm comfortable and I and I really feel safe with what I'm doing, uh, it it's it's worth the peace of mind, you know, for me in in what I'm doing. Um, so. So that's the bandsaw, folks. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm using it for. Um, you know, it's it's very versatile. And I, I think it's, you know, you could probably get a lot of other tools to do a lot of other things that the bandsaw, you know, can eliminate a lot of that for you. You can you can do a lot on the bandsaw that you can't do on other tools and, and do it safely. And so that's why I, I really recommend, you know, um, the bandsaw and and probably one of the first large tools. Uh, you know, if you're wondering, you know, what should I get? Um, that, that that would be one of my first considerations for sure. Is the bandsaw? All right, folks. I appreciate everybody tuning in to Cut Straight, the weekend workshop edition. Shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. This was actually a request uh, asking about the tools and and the uh, the large electrical tools that I'm using in the shop. And so I uh, definitely wanted to talk about the bandsaw on that. But if you got other questions, other tools you want me to talk about specifically, we'll be going through some. We're going to talk about the sliding miter saw or chop saw um, here pretty soon. We're going to be talking about the table saw and the router. We'll talk about the planer, all kinds of things that we're going to be dealing with and talking about on this program, Lord willing. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll find this not only interesting, but helpful uh, as we go through this series of of episodes on the weekend. Until next time, though, folks, remember, do your best to cut straight. <laughs> <laughs>